Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. From Down Under. And we are... Ridiculously Bored. How we doing, Mike? I am doing well. So let's first mention that... All right, you, you can't um, do that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah the headphone wrapped around your head. I almost fucking choked myself out there. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to mention, first of all, we, we started, we tried to record, and two seconds in, you're like, I knew this would be a fucking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally you on chance. the other side of the world. If I dig long enough, I'd probably end up in your basement right now. Yes. Well, that or China, but one's a lot better than the other. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, I am recording from Australia. So, um, I'd like to say good day, mate, and things like that, but my wife warned me not to start the episode that way. Yes, please, please don't. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we just need to go right into it. I have so many questions about just all your right. travel, about all of that stuff. So, so how, how was the flight? Because I know that's a fucking 60-hour flight or whatever it is. Kidding. It's like 20 hours, right? Yeah, so it's six hours to California and then about 15 hours from California to here. So it's it's a – like there's no other way around it. It's a long fucking flight. Like yeah. even the best case scenario – like I joke. I'm like you can read a book. You can take a nap. You have a meal. And then you have eight, nine hours still to go, <laughs> right? So that's the big thing. So luckily we got um, – Delta has Comfort Plus. All right, which hold on. Is, time out. Time out. Your microphone keeps hitting your zipper, and all I could hear is clicks. And why are you wearing a sweater, anyways? You, you sweat everywhere you go. Fucking degrees here, and they don't have heat. Oh shit! <laughs> all right, we gotta get to all that. We gotta get to all that. All right. <laughs> so go go all back right. to the plane. So, so I was saying, so on on Delta that we have Delta Plus from California to Sydney. So you get four or five extra extra inches of leg room, and one or two extra inches of like kind of arm ass room, if you would. All right, so you're almost my size, right? So you're yeah. just slightly less than six foot, six one, whatever. Uh, is four inches noticeable? And and ladies, don't, don't, answer, that, yes. <laughs> don't answer that question. <laughs> Come on, um, two, one to two inches it, here, four inches there. Whatever you paid for it, it you not. got fucking ripped off. No, 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 no. Believe it or not, that on a plane, those couple extra inches add a significant difference. I'm not buying it. So on a normal flight, my, my legs are hitting... The, um, uh, the magazine holder, even though there's no right. magazines in there, whatever you want to call that. My legs are normally hitting that. With a couple extra inches, it doesn't press against the seat in front of me. Um, and it's a difference enough that when they serve the meals, they don't ask the person in front of you to raise their seat. Because normally they say, oh, you got to raise your seat because we're giving out the meals. So it's a significant enough difference. And it wasn't that expensive, which is great. Um, I don't know if it was just available and it was cheaper or if it's normally only about a hundred dollars something like that um, but it was about a hundred dollar upgrade to get to that so well worth it i can't remember the last time i was on a plane that actually served a meal <laughs> well yes that's the thing so you get two meals actually you get one when you take off because you take off at nighttime and you get one just before you land um so yeah, it's a, it's a very different experience traveling international than what it has become in the u.s which it's become in the u.s if you're lucky a bag of pretzels and a soda Right. Um, if that. And some flights are so short, they don't even serve those anymore. Like, yeah, my, my uh, flight to Vegas last week, they, there was nothing. It used to be 
you get up to cruising altitude, they serve you a drink, you have five minutes to drink it, they collect it, and then you land. They, they don't even do that anymore. It's amazing. Yeah. So the, the flight was, was long, and I would say, believe it or not, about 11 hours of it were fine. Like, you know, and you like, had a stopover, right. right? Well, you do six to California, two hours in California, and then you continue you're over. I mean, that's basically what everybody does. There's still no flights that fly long enough from New York to Sydney direct. Though in the next year, supposedly Qantas is releasing a plane, or I guess Boeing or one of them is releasing a plane that allows that trip, but not as of right now. Damn. I mean, so you would have the last to... couple hours were like were painful because it was like, all right, two hours left. All right, now I'm 45 minutes left. Like, all right, let me try to watch this movie on the plane, and then the entertainment thing sucked so it kept like kind of freezing up a little bit so that mm-hmm. just got frustrating where i'm like well fuck it i'd rather stay there at a blank screen than then continue to do this was there wi-fi there was wi-fi um surprisingly because any other international flight i've taken has never had wi-fi but yeah so it had wi-fi so you could buy wi-fi um actually sorry i believe it had wi-fi that you could buy it gave you free texting and any other time when you get free texting you usually can buy wi-fi as well Mm. I didn't buy it because I'm like it's the middle of the night when I'm going, so I don't really need it. And I had I had stuff downloaded on my iPad, so right. I was able to do that. All right, so you fly twenty some odd hours. I mean, you're did did you sleep at all? Can you sleep? Um, I had a pretty horrible uh, amount of sleep. I got about an hour and a half. My son got a couple extra hours, but he is like he is what I would. I would equate happens if you op- if you crack open a magic eight ball. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's in there, but whatever's in there has to go like and just spread outwards. That's what he does <laughs> on a <the> plane. <laughs> right? So he gets in his seat and like his arms in my fucking ribs. He's <laughs> literally sleeping on my daughter. Like he would put a pillow on her lap and like put his head there. So he just took up so much space that we had four seats and we had three together. And my wife was like, oh, well, why don't we put him in the the fourth seat? I'm like, we cannot put him next to people he doesn't know the way he is. (laughs) Like, imagine that shit. So, um, but the funny thing is my daughter, who got the most sleep on the plane, actually suffered the worst jet lag. Because when when you get here, you kind of force yourself onto their time. And we did take a little bit of a nap during the day. But once the day ended... And we went to bed early. We went to bed like 7 p.m. here. Um, she struggled because she had had a good night's sleep and she wasn't as tired as everybody else was. Mm-hmm. So it was a kind of a weird backfire that she got the best sleep on the plane but had the most trouble the first couple nights. And but you now, lost like a day and a half, right? Didn't you leave on a Wednesday and get there on a Friday? I don't know what happened last Thursday. We didn't have it. (laughs) That's all I know. We left Wednesday. We arrive on Friday. So whatever happened on Thursday didn't happen for me because I didn't have it. So technically you're speaking to me from the future because it is Friday now. I will text you, you and you alone, the lotto number so you can (laughs) I need you to tell me. Yeah. Well, the fucking Mega Millions already passed. So I spent, gosh, I want to say 35, 40 bucks to buy them. The only time I ever play the the lottery is when it's like a billion dollars right because you know 20 million is just not enough it's not worth my time right i'm kidding i'm totally being kidding it's just like i just don't play it ever because i think it's a waste of money and to prove that it's a waste of money i got like (laughs) 10 or 15 tickets and 
of the, I don't know, what is it? Seven numbers times. So of the 70 numbers that I had, I matched one number to that 1.2 billion. I mean, there's gotta be a fucking prize for that. That's fucking hard. How do you miss all those numbers? Statistically, I'm assuming with, with that many numbers and the way the lotto works, statistically you should have had two or three somewhere. (laughs) I think statistically I had a better shot at winning than I did of just getting one number. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I would have preferred the winning if that was the case. (laughs) All right. So you're in Australia. You're staying with the in-laws. Well, so hold on. So we land. So here's, let's just, the day's already 20 hours of flying. Uh It's about 24, 25 hours of commuting. We land. We get through customs pretty quickly. We go to the baggage claim. 20 minutes pass, 25 minutes pass, 30 minutes pass. They start making announcements. And look, I know the whole world is suffering a staff shortage. I get it. Um, I still don't know where those people went, but I know the whole world is suffering a <laughs> staff shortage. They're sitting at home. Yeah. They started announcing that they have such a staff shortage. We'll get you the bags basically when we can. Oh, shit. So it was about an hour and a half for us to get our bags. Wow. So on an already long day, it was adding to it. So. Ooh, and I know you, you don't like to wait. <laughs> that must no. have been fucking miserable. And it was like, you know, maybe to get a nice cushy chair and a nice warm light, I was like, maybe I'll just say I'm smuggling drugs and let the customs guy pull me in a different room (laughs) and I could sit and relax for a little rather than stand by this thing. Oh, jeez. So so we get here. We're staying with my in-laws. We've rented a a car while we're here. Um, And so, you know, we're driving on the other side of the road. I've made sure to correct my son when he calls it the wrong side of the road because I don't don't really think that's fair. (laughs) I, I think it is wrong, but I don't think it's fair because it is just, just different for us. So we're, we're driving on the other side of the road. And I'm not looking to pick on Asian drivers. Right? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. But my family, my in-laws would rather have at night me drive, who has now been driving on the other side of the road for as a refresher. I used to drive it when I lived here, yes, but... As a refresher, like an hour, they'd rather me drive at night than my father-in-law behind the wheel. <laughs> so just saying there seems to be a little bit of uh, racism within the Asian population itself. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so so you drove. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I drove. Um, and how far I, was I, it when to we the got a, uh, house from the airport? I don't know. The airport's about 25 minutes or so. Oh, so not it's not that bad. Um, so once we got here, then we've kind of settled in and. You and know, you were, we're you landed early in the day, right? So you had a whole day ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. So we landed at seven a.m. I think ish 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 it was, um, and then you know, like the first day, we definitely um, we took it easy. Like jet lag, the hype is real on jet lag. Like it's rough. Like you feel it. And there was a point where we we took we were supposed to take a two hour nap. We were like, I just like, I can't do it. Like it was like one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, I can't keep my fucking eyes open. Like I'm, I'm looking at my phone. I keep dropping it in my lap. Cause I'm like <laughs> passing out. So I'm like, I got to take a nap. So my wife forgot to set the alarm. So it was four hours later, somebody oh, woke geez. us up. Yeah. But look that night still went to bed relatively normal time. So it was good. And again, I think because I didn't get a good night's sleep on the plane. Um, so one thing I thought was interesting is, so we have a bank account here. So we've transferred money here. We don't keep a lot here, just a few thousand dollars for if we ever need something. Or if it's like, hey, we're, we're chipping in for this birthday gift. Do you want to give money? We can just transfer stuff. So we brought a little bit of cash with us over to convert. 
And unlike in the past, you just go to the bank. The bank's like, yeah, sure. Here's the rate we give. Convert to cash. Because of COVID, which I don't understand why this would be the case. Because, look, they're letting me in the country. I would think I'm worse than the cash. Um, you, they, Nobody converts cash anymore. None of the banks are converting cash. Really? Yeah. So they're like, nope, got to do it all online. We're not converting cash anymore. Oh, so sure. luckily. So you're basically just um, carrying around paper. Well, yes. But luckily, you know, there's those two tried and true businesses, which are alcohol. What is it? Three. Alcohol, gambling, and strippers. Right? <laughs> uh, I went to the casino. They were like, sure, we'll change that. Because <laughs> there is a casino here in the dead center of town, mm-hmm. which is really weird, right, for us. Because, no, well, maybe not you. You have one pretty close to you. Yeah, but we're um, we're on the outskirts of Phoenix, so yeah. it's, it's... And yours is an yeah. Indian reservation as well. This yeah. is legitimately a normal operated business that's in the center of town. Yeah. So I just went there. I converted the cash. It worked out well. So, and are you able to gamble in that casino? Uh, yes. Really? Um, so there's two, there's actually now two in Sydney proper. There's one called Star City, which is... I would call that your typical everyday Atlantic City casino. It's there. You go in. You gamble. You don't need to sign up or anything like that. You can get a member's card, but you don't need to sign up. Go ahead and gamble. Do whatever you want. There's another one here now, Crown Crown Casino, which started, I think, in Melbourne. They're opening a new casino here, which is they only want their VIPs. So they only want their whales there, and that's it. So it's like a floor in a building rather than an actual casino. Yeah. Um, and I went to that one and they're like, oh no, sorry. Well, they're like, one, we haven't opened yet. We're opening in actually a few days, but they're like, two, it's, it's invitation only. Like if you're not on our list and we didn't ask you to come here, be gone. So you're not a big enough whale, Michael. Yeah. Uh, well, little did they know how much you drop yeah. in a, in a Vegas doc- weekend. <laughs> and my doctor would uh, disagree with that based on my, my BMI index. <laughs> yeah, last time I went to London, I wanted to go to the casino and the fuckers, they were like, sorry, you have to join. There's a two week waiting period like a cool down period. And it was just so stupid. I'm like, all right, I guess well, that ain't happening. what's funny. You must, I think you must not have said you're from out of town because I think they waive that two week period. For oh, no, no, town. no. I specifically said, oh. Hey, you know what? We're from the, U- I mean, come on, dude, London. What you all going to do is walk up there and you say three words and they're like, Oh, oh yeah. you're Americans. <laughs> I didn't think they were like, Oh, you're from uh, Manchester. I didn't think they thought that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. We went to a, my father-in-law is a member of a club here, um, and different than like country clubs and things like that. They're basically, um, I think they're really geared for retirees or military people, and they have clubs everywhere. They call them bowling clubs and things like that, where you can do lawn bowling in the back, which is more like um, bocce than than actual bowling. And so he, they're members there. My family's members there. So we went. And they're like, oh, you either have to live here and be a member or you can be from out of town. So I'm like, oh, fine. You know, I'm not from here. And they're like, oh, can, well, my father-in-law's like, well, you got to show him your U.S. license. And I'm like, I didn't, it's in my the house. Like, why would I have it with me? Right. <laughs> I don't need it. So the lady's like, basically, like you said, the lady's like, I could, I could tell you're not from here. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, we'll, we'll put you through. Don't worry. <laughs> so. so what are the living situations like? I, I, I can't imagine your in-laws who are complete empty nesters, right? They don't have a, a, a child that's 
living at home, or at least I don't think they do. Maybe I'm st- my, putting my foot in my mouth. <laughs> with you have your a forty-four-year-old child who lives at home. Yes. <laughs> okay, so my, that's my even worse, right? They're not like you and I with like a five-bedroom place, right? So, so right. what are the living quarters like? So, they gave the master bedroom to my wife and I, and my daughter's sleeping on a mat on the floor. So I, I think it's their way of telling me not to have sex in their bed, but I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> my wife has plenty of other ways to tell me not to do that, so I don't, I don't need that too. <laughs> they moved into my sister-in-law's room. My sister-in-law went to a friend's house, and my son is in the um, computer room, I guess, for lack of another term. So yeah, we shifted all around. And then there's just one big living room, dining room, kitchen area that you know, kind of we all kind of share around. Interesting. So- yeah. So, I mean, look, we you do the best you can. And, and every time we come here, we have a lot of friends who's like, oh, next time you go, we'll come with you. Next time you go, we'll come with you. So I, we're probably going to come back in two years. So I'm starting to tell people, I'm like, look, we're going to come back in two years. If anybody comes with us, as people have said, they always will, um, we'd probably get like an Airbnb or something. We wouldn't all crash here. But so... Cool. Um, but it's, it's look, it's nice to, one, to be, it's expensive enough to get here without having to pay for a hotel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, though we are going into another town this weekend. I'll get to that in a little bit. So that, that part's nice. So one other thing, I wanted to just go back to the car for a second. So obviously driving on the other side of the road, right? The gas and the brake are still in the same position and the clutch is still all the way to the left. It's just on the opposite side of the car. But like some things, which I don't know the explanation, and I'm curious what your thoughts are here. The turn signal is on the other side of the steering wheel. So we're normally used to it on the left. Here it's on the right. It's closest right, so the to the door. So, okay. So let's say that it's closest to the door. The radio, though, the radio buttons are the same as they are in the U.S. So the volume is still what we would consider in the U.S. closest to the driver. That's mm-hmm. not reversed. So it's just one of those things. Like it's just weird to me that some things are flipped and some aren't. What kind of car are we what, talking what about? Is, is this uh, an Australian brand a, or is this no, like no, no? It's a brand? it's a Mitsubishi, I think. Okay, so yeah, I, I got to believe it's a cost thing, right? Maybe it's it's one thing to put a steering wheel on the other side of the car. It's another thing entirely to revamp all the components so that everything is the opposite. Like the so volume knob on So you think it's a case a of let's change what we need to legally change and everything yeah. else just leave? Gotcha. I mean, I'm guessing, but it's got to be a cost thing. I can't imagine flipping everything is, is cost effective. Because you make cars in multiple countries, you have to, I mean, cut costs somewhere. Yeah. I could be way it's off so, on that. Some of those future cars they've been showing have like, because it's all the electronics and things in it that the wheel can move to either side. It's, I mean, the steering yeah, wheel is pretty like crazy, a, but that's bizarre. I mean, that's, that's Jetson shit. Yeah. Um, so when I was in the UK, I, I had to drive. Um, and it didn't bother me that I was on the wrong or I was on the other side of the road. Other side. Right? Don't piss off Australia. I know. One of our biggest listeners besides the U S <laughs> yeah, but it's just your friends and family. It's nobody else. They'll, they'll listen and they to are wrong, but go ahead. <laughs> It doesn't bother me driving on the other side of the road. It really bothers me driving on the other side of the car. It's huh. just I, so different. And especially if it's a manual where yeah. you're shifting now with your left hand instead of your right hand. Yes. My old car when I lived here was a manual. Um, and, and it's like anything, you get used to it. 
I still have, and so it's funny because I'm on the right side of the car and the right front bumper is now the closest to me that it's ever been. Mm -hmm. That's still the angle I have the hardest time seeing. (laughs) So it's just weird. Like when I'm making a turn, so like if you're going through one of those loop-de-loop things in like a mall, that front corner, I just do, and it's the closest to me, I do not feel comfortable where it is. Really? Um, But I am... I am six days in here, knock on wood. I have not hit a curb yet. <laughs> My wife drove the car, and four minutes in, she hit a curb. <laughs> and she lived here for fucking 15 years. So I have, a, I have a question for you. Is your wife Asian? Yes. Okay. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it's like we're saying the same thing. <laughs> just, just let it go, Mike. Just move on. Just, uh, just talking facts car. here. She was in the car once with her cousin, and in a in a moment of non clarity, there was an Asian woman driver next to her, and my wife was like, "This this lady's like the worst driver I've ever seen. She's not paying attention to anything. She's doing this. She's doing that." And her cousin said to her, "Welcome to your future." <laughs> <laughs> so, so a question for you. You know how, you know, I've I've been in Arizona now thirty plus years. Mm-hmm. But for some strange reason, whenever I go to New York or I meet up with you and uh, what the fuck is his nickname now that we've changed it like five times? Uh, uh, well, GQ is the Child original, molester. What are we calling him now? No, we don't call him that. We don't? Baby what do we call him? Child dater. Uh, you call him sugar daddy. <laughs> sugar daddy. Okay. <laughs> wow. What a difference those two are, huh? <laughs> That's same. Same. <laughs> Anyways. So whenever, whenever we get together, my, my New York accent usually comes out within like, you know, a couple of hours when your wife, when you first imported her, uh, she had a pretty strong Australian accent yes. and the last time I saw her, it was not so strong. So does her accent come back when you guys get off the plane? It, it, it not immediately, but so a couple of things in the U S when she still says certain words. The accent is so heavy, it's weird. But most of the time, it's it's softened a little bit. Right. And I think it's partly because she was not born here, right? She moved as a uh, eleven or twelve, and then she lived here for fifteen years. But she did, she did, and does have an Australian accent. It definitely gets heavier while here. Mm-hmm. The the thing that gets a lot heavier while here, and it's it's. I, I know my sister in law listens to this, so I don't want to say annoying, but <laughs> she they when they talk with their parents. Because their parents have a have very heavy Chinese accent, mm-hmm. the way words are said are differently, and they they kind of drag with an uh, for I don't know, I'm not a linguistic person, but they drag with like a, a Chinese end to it, for lack of another word, right? Like, and they do that a lot when they talk. So there's not only the Australian accent that's coming back, but it's this Chinese drawl that they add at the end of words as well. Mm-hmm. So that part is is coming on, but yeah, she, it definitely comes on, and then when we go home. She has a little bit of a heavier accent for a couple weeks, and then it starts. You know, water finds its own level; it starts going away again. But yeah, um, for sure, it's it's starting to come back a little bit more. And I went to lunch with a client yesterday because I have a coincidentally enough, I have a client that's based out of Australia that I do the work for. One of the guys' accent was so heavy; I had a fucking very hard time understanding him. <laughs> um, and I was like. I had to ask him the first couple times. I asked him to repeat himself. You know, I'm sorry, what was that? I'm sorry, what was that? And then I'm like, I, I can't actually just keep asking him to repeat himself every time. <laughs> I'm like, so I just stopped. I'm like, I'll get what I can from this conversation. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so speaking of uh, of lunch, what like when you're in Australia, like what's your favorite food that you can't get in the US? All right, well, we need to talk game plan here. When we landed and we were waiting an hour and a half for our bags, I was just continuously running down a list to my wife of things I wanted to eat while we were here. <laughs> I'm like, this is just shit you just can't get in the US. Or you can, but you have to go to like China. Dude, you, you're like that it. when you come to Phoenix. Like, I, yeah. I, I can imagine what it's like when you go to a different country. So the first thing is, its English name would be Eggs Eggs. In Chinese, it's called Don Don Eggs. And they're street food that, like, we would buy hot dogs and pretzels in New York. A lot of places sell them here. They're basically these little balls of pancakes. So they have a tray. They, they lay out the batter. They make about 15 or 20. They comes together. So it looks like a mix between a waffle and a pancake that you get. So we've been trying to eat Don Don eggs as much as possible. So those are great. Um, and actually, her mother and I think her aunt one time gave us one of the machines to make these, but it was like so archaic that it's a fucking fire hazard and a burn hazard to use. I'm like, I'm not using this. I used it once. I thought I was going to burn myself. I'm like, I'm done here. Um, so that's one of the things. The other thing is they have a thing here called boost juice, which would be somewhere in the mix of Jamba juice and um, maybe TCBY like those two kind of mixed together. So they have some yogurt-based drinks that they have some juice in, they have some juice-based drinks. So we, I think we have Boost in the U.S., but it's a different company, totally different. All right, so, so just for all the listeners that don't know what TCBY is, I believe it used to stand for the country's best yogurt. It's yes. like a yogurt smoothie place. They don't have I those also, in Phoenix. I also don't even think they have those in the U.S. anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> So it's not it's so, not the country's best yogurt anymore. It's so not maybe, this country's best yogurt. So maybe Dairy Queen probably would have been a better choice, but that's not all over the U.S. either. That's um, yeah, I, I think Dairy DQ is pretty pretty well known though. All right, so DQ. Um, so the other thing is Australia has a very high Asian population. So so does my family. Um, <laughs> so it allows us to go for dim sum a lot easier. So we've done that nice. a couple times and dim sum for the Guaylos, the whiteies on this uh, listening to this. That's where. It's equivalent of like tapas for Spanish food or appetizers for some other places. They come very small dishes. They come three and four of an item in it. And most of the places they walk around with like kind of these hot carts and mm-hmm. saying, this is what I have on this one. Are you interested or not? And you, you either pick it or you don't. And the next person comes along. Kind of like along. a Brazilian restaurant where they just keep bringing you food. Yeah. Green, you always stay green on Brazilian. Oh, and yeah, then as always. soon as your friends aren't paying attention, you turn theirs to either red or green based on what they want, you do the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) So um, continuing the food journey, we then went to this place called Platform 82. So what it is, it's a a restaurant that is mainly breakfast driven, but they do have lunch as well, but it's really, really geared towards breakfast. As the name indicates, it's platform based food. So what they bring out is Oh, we're going to order the breakfast combo. There's five people. They're like, okay. Comes out. They bring one level, which has, so if there was, there was say, there was actually about 12 of us, but uh, if you were ordering for a family of four, let's say, they would come out and there's like three different style of eggs and there's like 12 different eggs on there. Then there's bacon, there's sausage, there's tomatoes or tomatoes for my Australian people listening. Um, there's mushrooms, there's hash browns. They put another tray on top of it, which has like 
um, pancakey type things and um, French fries and this and that. And then, and then they had another platform on top of it, which has like the dessert for the whole thing, which will be like. Is this the thing that you sent me a picture of with the big ice cream cone on top? Yes, on top. The ice Holy cream cone, Jesus. the topper. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. It's ridiculous how big this stuff is that we left with diabetes. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. We <laughs> left with containers of extra food. Um, it's, you know, it's a once in a visit type thing, but it is fucking awesome. <laughs> um, so that was the other place we ate. And then we have it in the U.S., plenty of places to get ramen. Uh, but again, with the very high Asian population, there's a Gosh, lot of ramen. You, you places. would think you were in an Asian country based upon all the shit that you're 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 throwing out here like i just i expected kangaroo burgers i expected like other shit lizard pie i don't know i i didn't expect all this like asian shit well it could be also my family my wife's family's influence yeah (laughs) but but the ramen place we went to ran out of so let's say you owned a mcdonald's right i would probably say the most important thing in that restaurant would be buns right probably because you need the buns for the burgers. You need the buns for the chicken. You need the buns for the fish. We went to a ramen place at like 6.30 at night. Ran out of ramen juice or whatever it's called. Broth. Ramen juice. <laughs> so they basically could not serve anything from 6.30 onwards that night. So we had to go back a different night there. But we had a lot of, we've been having ramen a couple times here. So it's really good. Oh, interesting. Um, but so you're talking about the Australian things. Um we'll get to those this weekend so this weekend we're going to canberra which is the capital of australia um and when it was created it's basically half the distance from sydney and melbourne which are the two biggest cities Mm -hmm. and the really interesting thing about this town was it was designed so it was like nothing there was like farmland and it was designed with the whole town in mind. And I know people are like, well, every fucking town. Is yeah, no, no. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Parts of a town are usually designed or neighborhoods are designed. And then you build a little bit more and a little bit more. You know, a perfect example is Manhattan through 14th Street was designed. And that's why it's fucking chaos down there. And then they were like, you know what? There's got to be a better way. Let's set up a grid system. And so from like 14th up, when they did it afterwards, which is not considered historic Manhattan, it's a much better design. So this whole town was designed. So like getting in and out, there's like major roads to get in and out and very wide roads and everything's like a super clean grid system to get around, at least from what I remember. Um, So we're going down there this weekend to now we start the Australian side of things. We're going to go watch a rugby league game, which is um, the two of my friends here. One of them supports one of the teams. One of them supports the other team. And so we're going there for it. It's about three hours away. And while we're there, we're definitely going to eat as many Australian meat pies as possible in a 24-hour period. So what's an Australian meat pie? So it's like, um, you know, when we were kids, you could buy like a chicken pot pie at a store. Yeah. At the Right? So it's like that. Um, but it has obviously meat in it. Now they've, they've expanded. It used to just be minced meat. Now it's like you can get chicken and curry and steak and like there's so many options for it but uh, the basic concept of the meat pie has been around forever and that's like yeah that's like their hot dogs at a baseball of our hot dogs at a baseball game is their meat pies at a sporting event Hmm. so but you can get them at stores too but that's the big thing so we're definitely going to do that while we're here what about desserts so um 
Any, desserts? Like really big desserts that are not available in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. Nothing that's coming right to mind. I'll pay attention to that because like the couple things we've gotten for desserts have been, um, again, Asian-based. So we went and got like red bean rolls and um, some of the donuts at the the bread shop and things like that. So nothing crazy, but I got I to gotta pay attention. I don't think there there's a big thing for that here, like Australian desserts. I mean, obviously the biggest thing here is barbecues, right? Like that everybody has barbecues all the time and there's restaurants. Well, a shrimp on the bobby. Yeah. <laughs> they go to, um, you can go to a restaurant, a lot of restaurants where you pick the meat in front and you can barbecue it in the back. Like they have these, areas where you go and throw on your own meat and barbecue it or you could have them do it for a little bit of an upcharge but is steaks a big thing out there i used to work at outback steakhouse and that's all they used to they used, they used to push all the uh all the all the meats and all the the chicken dishes like they were like you know staples of australian culture well while yes steak is big here but you bringing up Outback would be the equivalent of like asking somebody in Hong Kong if they want a number seven with broccoli, right? <laughs> That's the equivalent for them. Just like Foster's beer, like nobody drinks Foster's here. It's um, it's one of those things. They're like, nope, some reason, you know, they, they got a niche with selling it to the rest of the world that this is Australian for beer. And they're like, nobody drinks it here. <laughs> it's because um, it's shit beer. Yeah, exactly. That's why they ship it out to the Americans. They don't know any better. Um, so no, no real dessert things. Um, we did though. I did find out interestingly enough, if you ever done juicing, like apple juice, watermelon, you know, like you put it through a juicer. Do you have a juicer? No, we don't have a juicer. I, I know what you're talking about though. Yeah. So my in-laws have a juicer and I was like, you know, I have a, Italians would say a gulia. I had a desire for like a watermelon juice. Oh, Jesus. Went and bought some watermelon. Watermelons. Yeah. Went and brought some watermelon, brought it home. We put it through, and then they were like, oh, well, how about this pear here, and we'll put in this peach, and we'll put in uh, 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 some honeydew. Like, So we put a bunch of stuff in, and then I'm like- I'm allergic oh, to like, all of that, by the way. <laughs> no. my, my mouth is like itching just hearing this conversation. <laughs> well, now I know what to get you at Christmas. Thanks. Like, Fruit of the Month Club. <laughs> Dick. Um, so that we had bananas. So I'm like, oh, let's put a banana in. As it turns out, this is amazing to me. I did a little research afterwards. Put the banana in. Nothing. Not one ounce of juice came out. And my daughter's like, where'd the banana go? <laughs> <laughs> it's all stuck. So I, I Googled it, and bananas are so low in water that you basically cannot extract anything from it. So it just put the banana through a shredder, and that's what I did. <laughs> it, was, it was just fascinating to me. It was one of those things that I'm like, I, I've never seen that before. Interesting. So, yeah. So the other thing here... And I'm sure as somebody like you who's right now probably sitting in uh, a 107 degree day, the temperature here in the winter is basically the dead of night in Sydney. It's 50 degrees. So you're so day, Sydney's. It's important to note you are the yeah. opposite of the U.S. right now. So yes, you're in the dead of winter, whereas we're in correct. the dead of summer. Right. So and weirdly, they changed their seasons on the first. So June 1st started winter. Um, June, July, and August are winter, and then September 1st starts uh, spring. So the temperature in Sydney itself is 50 during the night, most nights. Every once in a while it gets a little bit colder, but rare. And in the winter during the day, it gets up to about 65, 70 degrees. Again, every so do once they in a use while, Fahrenheit or centigrade over there? 
Well, they use centigrade, but I, I figure most of our audience is the U.S. I don't yeah. want to lose them, right. so I'm using Fahrenheit. Just, just want to make sure. Yeah. Because um, like 50 degrees you, Celsius is like like 1,000 degrees. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you, you die. It's like walking <laughs> on the sun. Um, or or a normal summer day in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're probably, your temperature is probably 43, 45 or right. so Celsius. Um, and then in the summer here, it's similar. They don't have too many extremes like most days summer night is 60 ish summer during the day is 80 ish occasionally they get up to the 90s and occasionally once in a blue moon in sydney it'll get up to 100 but not much so but because of that they most houses most apartment buildings most like non-big businesses like i'm not talking about like the ibms of the world and stuff like that those businesses will have all the normal stuff but like your mom and pop shops they don't have heating. They don't have air. Right. It's just too mild. Yeah, it's too mild to have it. But on those days when it does get exceptionally cold or exceptionally hot, it's fucking brutal. And, you know, the last few days, like at night, it's been tough to sleep because I kept waking up because I was like cold, even with a comforter on. And now I've, I've had to go buy like these fluffy pajamas, <laughs> which are thicker than any pajamas I've ever worn in my life. Please send me a um, picture. We can use it for the I cover for this episode. I will. <laughs> yeah. And if you're interested on the pajama are moose, meese, moose, moose, mooses, moose. And one of them is basically eating my dick. That's the way it's facing. <laughs> it's facing yeah. Right I, I don't want dick. a picture of that. I just, just want a picture of you in fluffy pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I'll send it. Um, but Canberra, where we're going to this weekend, gets extremely cold. It'll get down to 30 degrees. So, uh, Fahrenheit. What's the so, highest elevation in Australia? Are there any mountains? I'm sure there is, um, but I don't know that. Oh, okay. Come on, you need to know this um, shit. No. Uh, I did know, I went to Ayers Rock when I lived here. That's a little bit of a mountain, but not high. That wasn't high at all. Oh, you know what? There is the Blue Mountains, which we go up to. Um, that probably has a little bit of an elevation, but right. well, I can't answer Google that, that shit. Yeah, for people who really want to know, you can Google, uh, you can email us at ridiculouslybored at gmail.com and ask any other questions you want and we'll, we'll address them. You're going to be still in Australia by the next episode, right? When this drops on Monday, I will still be in Australia. But not when we record the next episode? No, right. but I'll have done research by then. I have a 20-hour flight home to do research on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ask your questions, people. Ridiculouslybored yes. at gmail.com. So, um yeah, that's that's been my week so far. So what's the biggest cultural difference between like just living in the US and, and being in Australia? Oh, that one is easy. Easy, easy, easy. You don't tip here. Oh, I think that's it everywhere is, besides the US. <laughs> I but it is so uncomfortable here not to tip. You you cannot imagine how weird it feels being an American not to tip. Um, I would imagine they would get excited when they see you because they think you're going to tip. They they definitely probably hope that as a foreigner, they're like, we know Americans tip. Hopefully they will. It, it's just that far and away is so weird to me. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's they get paid like a living wage as opposed to like in the U.S. Correct. You get paid like half minimum wage. Correct. Um, the other thing is, and this I think is more because I'm from New York is everybody is just the the friendliness is the extreme um and not an uncomfortable friendliness but like you know when you walk by somebody in the u.s in new york most people if you don't know them you don't say hello right you just walk by them but here it's like hey hello how you go how's your day going or you know i hope all's well and like i remember when i first came here many years ago 
like I went to a bar and somebody sees you sitting alone, they'll just strike up a conversation. And unlike in the U.S. when, you know, guys do it to try to bang the girl who's next to them, like they are genuinely just being friendly. And like, <laughs> how's things? What, you know, oh, you, you, I can tell you're not from here, you know, and then that starts the questions and things like that. So the friendliness, which, like, I think if you lived in, if I lived in Oklahoma, I don't know if that would stand out to me as much as it does. Really? Because I think in other places other than New York, people are inherently friendlier and in New York, you look at somebody the wrong way, they want to stab you. Here, you look at somebody the wrong way, they'll be like, oh, you must be lost. Do you need help? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? So that's that's something that's very different. Interesting. So yeah. one other question I have. We talked a while back about deadly animals. And I mm-hmm. think I showed you a chart that said, like, you know, the state of Arizona has, like, 30 venomous, like, deadly animals. But I think Australia as a country has, like, more than 50 have you, what's like the deadliest thing you've seen outside of a zoo? Not like going to a zoo and looking at like a, you know, like a venomous snake or something like that. Like, yeah. what's the deadliest thing you've seen just like walking around? So the, I'll start with the non-deadliest thing. So which you see a lot more in the city. They're not deadly, but they'll still make you shit your pants. <laughs> They're called Huntman spiders. Yeah, I've seen those before. And the size of them is like, their body is like the size of a golf ball. And then they have the legs that come out from it. So while those aren't deadly in any way, shape, or form, you see those a lot more frequently, and they still freak you the fuck out. Like, you're still trying to kill them with your shoe immediately because it's like a, a, a small bus going through your apartment. Yeah, I, I mean, all of the the horrific photos of spiders on, like, TikTok and online in general are usually of those, either either the huntsman spider or the camel spider which is available in like the middle the middle east that those things are fucking like 10 inches long it's crazy so like you said you're not kidding when you say that australia has if you look at any list of world's deadliest animals top 10 usually eight or nine of them are in australia um so you're not kidding when you say that that's not being hyperbolic it's legitimately they have the most dangerous animals in the world um i would say for me the most dangerous thing right now is not looking the right way when crossing the street. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the bigger issue um so uh for that but when i lived here i saw on my deck and i, I think i've told this story before a huntsman spider which uh uh no not a huntsman spider a black what's it called black widow spider oh redback spider redback spider is what it's called um that spider, if it bites you, you die in like 90 seconds. Like, so there's no, I'm going to go get paramedic out. You're dead. Oh, it looks just like a, like a black widow. Yeah. It looks like a black widow. It has a, a mark on its back. That's red. And that's where it gets its name from. Huh. That was on my deck at my old apartment. And so not like fucking around. Like I took one of those things you start, um, fires with for like, uh, camping or cigarettes, like those, those long extended lighters. And I went and burnt it where it was out of burn the whole fucking house down yeah that's the thing like my deck was wood like it could have easily caught on fire i just didn't think about it because i'm like that motherfucker's got to die <laughs> <laughs> so um thankfully i didn't but yeah no i haven't seen anything else in, in the city statistically i doubt we're going to see anything yeah um when we go to canberra we're going to stop once or twice on the way there because it's about a three hour drive from where we are so we'll stop at like these kind of more what I'll call quote unquote outbackish gas stations, you right. know, off the side of the highway where I don't know if there's anything else around it. Mm-hmm. There's the possibilities of that. I mean, shit, when we visited you, we saw a snake in the bathroom 
when we went fishing at the the dock, there was a snake that came out of the bathroom. Yeah, fucking rattlesnakes are misery here. I don't think that was a rattlesnake, but fucking yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, I, I got to believe Arizona is a close second in in deadliest animals. Hate it. Yeah, probably just from heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so question for you, just kind of random, not about Australia, but when your wife and her parents are in the same room, are they speaking English or are they speaking Chinese? Um, so they're speaking Chinese. Um, when they speak to me, they'll speak English. Her, when they talk about I, I, you, though, they're speaking Chinese. So here's the thing. <laughs> Obviously, there's a very distinct word, which I jokingly said it earlier in the episode, guaylo. Guaylo means, technically it means foreigner, but it's come to be used as white boy, right? That's really what it's been used as in popular culture and movies and all that. But technically it means foreigner. Every once in a while, her dad says that when he's talking. And I'm like, what do you say about me? What do you say about me? And it'll be like, no, no, it wasn't. This time it wasn't you. It was somebody else. But he'll, he'll like throw it in the middle of his sentence. So that's like a trigger word. Um, the problem is, I think for her mother, who, who they speak fine English. Like, I, be clear. They're not. It's not as if they don't. Yeah, I they're think both too. I've, I've met them before. Yeah. And I've had perfect conversations with them. I think I speak too fast for her mother. Oh. So... Um, when I, when I speak to her, there's plenty of times where she looks over to my wife and was like, kind of, what did he just say? My father-in-law, he, he likes, he's all, he's all in on just having discussions in general. He's like me. He just asks a million questions. What's that? Why is this? What's going on here? So he's very easy to talk to. So that, that's part when he's talking to me, it's always in English. But, um, so the other day though, it's funny that you mentioned this the other day, my wife had a genuine concern that I had been using Rosetta Stone on the slide and she didn't know (laughs) because my father-in-law went to the, so this is how it's playing out. I'm sitting at the table. My father-in-law went to the rice cooker and I know from what they made and from what we took way too much rice was made, period. He goes over to the rice cooker and he says something in Chinese. And I said, yeah, I said, there's way too much rice left over. And my, the fear in my wife's eyes, she was like, did, did you understand what he just said? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no, no. I said, I just put together where he was, what he was doing. And the, the way the comment was, I said, he had to be saying there was too much rice. You should have played along with it, man. You could, you could have just completely messed with her. Well, no, now based on that reaction, it makes me think like, you know what? I think they're they talking talk about, about you. a lot more than I think. They are talking about I might you. 100%. Stone. So, yeah. So, uh, that's, that's, that's been the week. So if, if my wife and I come out and visit you guys, the next time you go out in two years, we, we can't tell them, although your sister-in-law listens, so she'll know, but we can't tell them that my wife speaks fluent Mandarin. Yeah. And, but she'll, she'll pick up pretty quickly. Cause each time somebody will say something, I'll look at her and be like, what they say. What'd they say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else, Dave, you want to add? No, no, I just, I, you, you texted me the other day and you said, would it be inappropriate if I, if I filmed this conversation between my, my wife and her mother and I dubbed with whatever I wanted on, uh, on top of it? And I said, absolutely not. You need to do it and you need to post it. So for pe- people who grew up in the U.S., in, and I don't know if this was a very Catholic thing or not, but it definitely played on Sunday. So the typical Sunday morning as kids were we went to church. We actually then went to usually McDonald's for, or before or after for like the McDonald's big breakfast at the time it was called. Um, and then when we went home, 
and my parents would start the sauce and we'd go watch TV and it was Three Stooges, which I don't think is on TV at all anymore, but it was also the Sunday on Channel 11, WPIX in New York, there were the really badly dubbed Chinese movies yeah, Kung Fu. Or, or Hong Kong movies, Japanese movies, whatever they were. And it was every Sunday. Every Sunday was one of those movies and Three Stooges thing. And so we watched it every Sunday. Don't forget Laurel so that's and Hardy. What I was, yeah, and uh, Laurel and Hardy, yes. So that's what I was thinking of when I was like, I would love to, to just take one of the conversations that they're having, record it, and then dub in one of the bad like Bruce Lee translation movies where this sounds like they're fighting over like, and you talked about my father, and you did this. And <laughs> I just, <laughs> if I was more tech savvy, I would actually do that. <laughs> you totally should. <laughs> so maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to sneak a video and then I'll have you add it in. I'll say I did so they don't hate you for it. Yeah, we'll do it. All right. Well, with that... The Thunder Down Under is signing off. <laughs> I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. Bored.